Yokoso, welcome to Amakara Japan. Thank you for tuning in with us on our podcast. We're excited to be back. Um, we are calling from our stay-at-home orders, um, as we usually do. But we want to thank you listeners for joining us this week. Um, and we are going to kind of continue with our podcast from last week of getting to know your podcasters, getting to know Stephen and Yasushi and myself. Say hello, boys. Hi. Konnichiwa. And yeah, we are just going to continue our conversation um, just again to give us a little bit of a reprieve from all the uh, corona talk that's been happening for the past few weeks. Um, we'll get back to it probably next week, um, but we, we shall see. But we have a couple more questions that uh, I was going to present to Yasushi and Steven, so we will get on with it right now. So, uh, Yasushi, uh, I know last week you had talked about living in Ohio for college about 20 years ago. A question I wanted to ask was, after you were done with your um, studying, your study abroad in America, and you got back to Japan, what was the thing you were most glad to go back to Japan for that you had missed so much in your home country that you were glad moving back to Japan? I'm like, good, I finally have my toilets that, you know, the <laughs> stalls go all the way to the ground. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I mean, it was kind of weird. I had a very weird feeling when I came back to to Japan because everything seemed different. Probably after a year, I got used to uh, lifestyle in, in the US and everything seemed odd. But at the same time, things were kind of you know, easy um, because in Japan, everything is very organized and you know, well-planned. So it's very, you can expect what to happen next and it will happen, right? So, mm -hmm. for example, the trains, they don't uh, come, come, they don't depart, the departure time always, you know, the same as the schedule. Yeah, so everything you, runs on time. <laughs> right, yeah. And you don't, you don't even need a car. Um, if you live in the countryside, that's different. But in most cities in Japan, you don't need, need a car to, to just go anywhere because public transport system is just, you know, fantastic. So that was pretty, um, yeah, I, f I felt it was very convenient. Mm. Yeah, and the lifestyle is pretty um, easy. And it's also, things are cheap. A lot of things, you know, we have, <laughs> I know you guys have a dollar store, but in Japan we had a 100 yen shop and it's just everywhere and you can get a lot of things for just you know 100 yen or a dollar so quality i know i have to tell you japanese customers complain to a, a 100 yen shop when they buy things at, at those stores and it goes bro broken <laughs> <laughs> wow. even even for 100 yen item they expect the same level of quality as like a hundred dollar product. Wow. That's just crazy. You would just right? get laughed at here if you took something back to a dollar store. Like, hey, this broke. And they just laughed like, go buy another one for a dollar. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. So, yeah, a lot of things I liked about, yeah. And it felt like I, I was beginning, I was just discovering a new aspect of Japanese culture. 
Mm, yep, the, the reverse culture shock of, of returning back to home. Cool. What about you, Stephen? After living in Tokyo in Japan for two years, um, what, what were you most excited coming back to America that you had missed? You probably already know the answer to this. Talking to anybody anywhere. <laughs> I would, could go to a grocery store, strike up a conversation with somebody. I could go to a restaurant and chat. I could just be walking down the street and just say hello and talk to somebody. In Japan, it wasn't even, of course, it was a language barrier because I couldn't speak any Japanese. So that definitely stopped me. But also the cultural barrier that you just don't do that. And I really missed it because I love just chatting with people. Like Even if I was at the grocery store, I would start talking with the cashier or, you know, if I was at a restaurant, I'd talk with the waitress or the waiter and, you know, just like, hey, how are you, how are you doing? How was your day? You know, what's going on? And you don't do that in Japan, regardless of your language abilities. So moving back, it was the best because I remember I went to a, a fast food thing. I think it was Freddy's Burgers. And it was this probably 18, 19 year old girl working at the cash register and I was so excited to be able to talk to people that I confused the heck out of her because I had asked her for a meal and she's like, what kind of cheese do you want? Do you, uh, do you want Swiss or whatever? And I was like, can I get German cheese? And she's kind of looked at me and I was like, it was a joke about, you know, Swiss cheese and the countries. Oh, okay. And then I asked, will that be all? <laughs> and she's like, wait, what? I'm supposed to ask you that. And I'm like, I oh, know, I'm sorry. I'm having too much fun. I'm, I'm finally able to talk to people again. So she, poor girl was so confused because I kept turning the questions back on her. And she was like, I don't know what's happening right now. For our Japanese listeners, aren't you so glad Stephen did not learn the language so you wouldn't have to deal with those sort of conversations? Oh, they're fun. So that was probably for me the, the best part about coming back was just being able to comfortably get around you know driving driving was like i miss driving a lot yeah um i was glad to get away from the crowded trains but they did have their convenience i mean i didn't have to worry about paying for gas or insurance or anything like that so that was nice i do miss my truck yeah i mean if you talk to anybody in japan you would be considered a weirdo <laughs> so say hito, japanese so they yeah, uh, henji. know who i am then yeah <laughs> Because I'm a weirdo wherever I go. Yeah, what would happen? Yes, you see, if if I just like strike up a conversation with a worker, what would happen? No, nothing will happen usually unless you harass, start harassing anyone. No, no, like, like would they respond? They, they will just like if I asked a question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they try to be nice, and especially you're a foreigner, they would be extra nice. So would they actually like if conversation or answers that are very like non-continuous? Like it's hard to keep the conversation going. Because they're on the job, right? They're not supposed to have private talks. Oh, but there's nothing else to do. There's no other customers. No, but even the customers, you know, Japanese you know, businesses are typically very busy. So they, they want to just finish your conversation and move on to the next person. I've been, who are I've been to Yakuin's store. It's not always that busy. <laughs> <laughs> no, they have to. They're busy. They have to start you know restocking the shelves they got some work i give them 100 yen just so... talk to me <laughs> no uh. but the only exception is probably okay so like the foreigners would be exact exceptions in japan but also the elderly people they like to strike up a uh. conversation so i'll often see them talking with 
you know, store clerks. Gotcha. Yeah, that's, that's very, and that's kind of accepted. How old? Do you have to be, like look a certain age? Like, do you have to look old and wrinkly, or just you, be yeah. old? <laughs> you have to be old, 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 like sixty or seventy. Ooh, did you hear 80, that, listeners? Yeah. He just said old, old, and it's sixty. <laughs> <laughs> My parents are gonna be upset with you. Not that they listen, so you're fine. Michelle, what about you? What do you? Would you? Oh, the thing I most enjoyed coming back to America was the food like i i really enjoyed japanese food i i loved sushi and okonomiyaki um and ramen like all of it was very very delicious but nothing really beats an american-sized portion of like an american hamburger um and like the ice cream and the varieties of ice cream, like you just, you can taste the fat and you can taste the sugar. And it was just really nice to be able to come home to America and have kind of that food that I grew up with. <laughs> so that was, that was probably the, yeah. the most exciting or the thing that I had most enjoyed coming back was being able to, go to the restaurants that you know are american style restaurants and and getting food there cuz i so wendy's is one of my favorite fast food restaurants and there are wendy's that like took over first kitchen in japan and i got so excited i was like cool wendy's first kitchen i can go there and it was good but it just did not meet my uh criteria for my Wendy's fast food fix. <laughs> In terms of the taste or the, the, the portion? Mostly the, the taste. Like if I could have the portion sizes of Japan, but have like the American taste, I would have been fine with that and probably keep off the pounds that I've already gained coming back to America. <laughs> but yeah, it's funny now that I'm back here in America there's Japanese food that I'm really missing now. It's like, I need to find a good okonomiyaki restaurant because I am really missing that flavor right now. <laughs> so. Yeah, I mean, the food portion is, is so different, right? When, whenever I go to a restaurant in the US on a business trip <laughs> or something, I order a salad and it's already like so huge. I don't need anything else, you know? I'm, I'm that done. is true. I just ordered a 3, salad. 3,000 calorie salad. <laughs> it's like for six people, right? I ordered one salad but in Japan. I would be for six when you ordered the house salad, you, you didn't realize it was for the whole house, right? <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. If you want to have the same amount in Japanese restaurants, that would be really expensive. Yeah. Right? I, think, yeah. I think I went to one restaurant in Japan that was called like Big Texas... It was like katsudon, um, like a breaded pork cutlet, but it said like Big Texas on it. And I remember going there and it yeah. had like a portion size that was kind of an American style plate. And I was like, wow, this is this is a large amount of food, Japanese food. So, yeah, so you're happy. I, I was happy. Um, I, what That's I good. what I ordered, I kind of liked some of the the um sauce that came with the katsudon i wasn't a huge fan of um but that was my own fault for ordering it so the the place was really fun and i was with some good friends but it was just very interesting to be in a restaurant 
American size portions. <laughs> mm. All right. Um, in kind of talking about this, if I mentioned Okonomiyaki, I'm missing. What did you, what do you miss the most about America? Like, um, like, or living in America now that you've been home for like 20 years. Okay. Right. Um, well, a lot of things, obvious ones are friends and you know, host mm. family. Right. Um, other than that, I would say cereals, <laughs> cornflakes. Wait, corn in Japan, we do have cornflakes, but in America, you guys have much wider selections. Yeah, not right? and everything like all kinds of sweet snacks are in yeah. it, and that's just what. Yeah, what was your just favorite cereal? Oh, I can't remember the name. There are so many, but like, there are like some marshmallows, uh, Lucky Charms chunks. In, in, have uh, a maybe, yeah, I, I don't remember the names. Front. Yeah, but even if you, when you go to a hotels and they serve breakfast, right, and they have like six or seven kinds of cornflakes you yep. can choose, and that's just so yeah, it's, that's just that's so good. Ah, uh, that cereal that was a staple like for Stephen and I. That is a sometimes for dinner we just have a bowl of cereal or five <laughs> bowls of cereal. Yeah. No, I would, I, yeah, I, I would eat. I would eat dinner? about five bowls of cereal for dinner, and like a, a, a good size bowl. Like I think of a ramen bowl, but of cereal, and I'd eat four or five of those. I could finish a whole box of cereal myself in a sitting. That would be so unhealthy. <laughs> no, in Japan, nobody. It's would not do that. would be so unhealthy. It probably it is so <laughs> unhealthy. <laughs> right. No, I. Yeah, but since we've been back, we've been doing a lot better about eating less cereal. Do you want us to bring you some Lucky Charms if you come visit? <laughs> it's okay. Oh, yeah, you, but, it's 20 years yeah. later trying to eat such sugary cereal. <laughs> uh, I, can, I think I can get that, yeah. Um, anything else that you miss? Mm. Um, like hugs. Mm. There are no, no people don't hug each other in Japan. I, I think there are more you know, Stephen mentioned you can talk to basically anyone in the States. So that, I sometimes miss that because, you know, I think a lot of people have developed depression because they, here we don't have as much, you know, human contact. Mm. I think it's, it's a good thing that you can talk to anybody and you can hug people, you can give comfort, you can give solaces. Yeah, that's something we don't have and I sometimes miss that culture was it hard for you when you first went over to america when like people were much more physical no it wasn't hard at all it's i think it's easier to accept those you know more open mindset Mm. versus like coming back to japan and suddenly feeling yourself be isolated from the rest of the world i will say that it's something during this time with COVID-19 of I am missing hugging people and my friends like that yeah I I feel like I'm in the Japanese culture kind of right now where I like I can only talk to people no physical contact whatsoever and it's it's eating away at my soul (laughs) no physical contact doesn't count me Michelle (laughs) you can have physical contact with me six feet apart (sighs) Stephen what about you what do you miss the most 
Um, Non-culture-wise, honestly, I miss my students the most. Um, They were fantastic. And none of them are listening to this podcast, so I can get away with saying it because I'm not trying to, like, butter them up or anything. But seriously, those students were fantastic. And when I see posts from them or Instagram things, it just makes me really miss them. They were great kids. They worked well. They worked hard. And they had fun. And they studied too much. And I always tried to, to fix that. And that was always a fun joke. And they're like, I was like, well, you, what are you doing uh, this weekend? Studying? I'm like, no, you're not. And they're like, what should I do? I was like, have fun. I have to study. He's like, no, you have to have fun with a little bit of studying. So I would always end class like, all right, remember, you have a test coming up. So study, but only a little. Have a lot of fun with a little bit of studying. So it was it was great. Like those kids were just fantastic. And the teachers that I worked with, they're all fantastic. So non-culture wise, I'd say that's what I miss the most. Culture wise, uh, that's a tough one. I'm not really sure. I mean, I, there, there's a lot of fun aspects of the Japanese culture, a lot of weird aspects of the Japanese culture. Um, so I don't really know if, I, if there's anything I really miss about that culture. Pretty fun. <laughs> overall, no. Overall, I, I think, I it took me too long into my time to start making good friends outside the home, to really get out and start doing things. So the first little bit was a little bit tough, and so the last bit I really enjoyed just kind of just a lot of different things. So yeah, I mean, having fun is not, not considered, like a priority. It it's we don't talk about. The importance of having fun. Of course, when you ask people, they think having fun is better than not having fun at all. But I think that the Japanese mindset or the, or the value in Japanese culture, you know, to 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 become better at something or to excel is considered far yeah. more important than. I'm actually fun. surprised that you'll have the word for fun in Japanese. <laughs> 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 yeah. yeah, but we don't hear it. We don't hear people say it. Yeah, when probably when you go on a vacation, people might say, Hanoshinde. Yeah, that could happen. The fact that it's, but it's could happen. Especially, you guys were hanging out with the wrong Japanese we don't, people. I had so much fun with my Japanese friends. Did you have students in high school that you were hanging out with? No. Okay, well, I was teaching students in high school, and they literally are not allowed to do anything except study. See, I play. I had a Mama-san volleyball team, and we had tons of tanoshi. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm not saying that we don't have fun at all. Of course we do, and especially younger people, school kids, they, you know, they are a genius at developing ways to have fun. Yeah. They always have fun. But it's like, especially at on their job, they're not supposed it's to be true. have fun. After. I mean, fun is for recreation. So they have to be diligent they have to work hard and they have to accomplish their goals and that's yeah 99 right having fun yeah. is probably only it's, one it's like you know like you shouldn't really it's not that you shouldn't enjoy your job but it almost seems like they don't your bosses don't want to see you enjoying your job because if they see you having fun they're going to assume you're not working as hard as you should be because you're smiling <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's right so think about you know serving a military um you're not you know, it's okay to have fun sometimes, but it's not the the most yeah. important thing, right? 
the, the, the most important thing is to, to serve the country, to protect yeah. people, to defend the country. And having fun, no, that's not something you would no. expect but, for the But school you know, shouldn't be like that. Right? Yeah. Yeah. You, Michelle? Um, I, so as much as Stephen complained about the uh, um, trains being crowded, I actually really miss public transportation like tremendously so and granted i know like new york city uh, um has kind of the public transportation and and convenience of everything but it's not like japan is just very clean and as you mentioned yasushi is everything kind of is on time and organized and scheduled and i like it was easy to get exercise because I had to walk from my apartment to the train station, from the train station to wherever my appointment was. So I was getting, you know, a good mile, two, three miles walking every single day just by having to commute from one place to another. Um, so I miss public transportation a ton. And I did not mind the crowds. Granted, I wasn't riding it every single morning, but I did catch like the last trains, which were usually pretty crowded. Although between the daytime Japanese and the nighttime Japanese, because those are two different people. <laughs> yeah, that that was always fun. I would rather ride the last train or the nighttime trains just because you would have a lot more fun stories to come home and talk about. So, um, but as with you, I miss I miss a lot of my friends um, and and coworkers and and people that I I grew very fond of over there and. That's that's really hard, just knowing. But that kind of happens me, with me anywhere. Is you know, I've I've lived in many different places, and I always grow attached to the people that I am with for a long period of time. And then when I have to leave, it's it's kind of really hard to say goodbye. Yeah, right, that happens exactly. everywhere, right? Yeah. But speaking of exercise, uh, yeah, I think yeah, Michelle, you have a point. I think people who live in Japan. You know, do exercise on you know without mm-hmm. realizing it. Right, you have to walk to the station, and yeah, feel like they are doing some kind of, you know, they are using up their calories yes. all the time. So that's part of the reason Japanese people tend to uh, stay healthy. I was I was telling Stephen once that like Japanese people, you are you're very healthy looking, you're very fit and athletic looking, you know, and when you saw a Japanese person who was overweight or, you know, um, it was, it was like seeing a white whale. It was, it was seeing like a Loch Ness monster. It wasn't course, something, course a word. A white, white I know that was really, <laughs> I apologize, but it was, it was just very odd to see someone like that. I think maybe in the two years that I was living in Japan, I saw it two or three times where someone like looked like an American sized a very a, a well overweight person. Mm-hmm. I think maybe it was in there. I was there for like six months before I saw my first person who was like clearly overweight, and not talking like sumo wrestling or anything like mm-hmm. like an average person. It was quite shocking. Yeah. So you just have the built-in exercise right there, and just commuting. The city life is great. <laughs> I think that is about all the time that we have this week on our podcast. Thank you listeners for joining in on our fun conversation of 
what we have enjoyed about our home countries and what we miss about the places we have traveled to. Um, next week, uh, we wanted to maybe try something. I'm going to post this out to listeners. If there are any questions that you have for Yasushi or Steven or myself, um, whether it's about Japanese culture or American culture or news topics that we've discussed or news that you are seeing in the headlines that you want us to discuss, uh, please send us a comment, send us um, kind of your thoughts and your questions, and we will respond to them on this podcast. Um, we want you involved as much as Stephen and Yasushi and I are involved in doing all this. It's quite fun. So if there's anything that you've been wanting us to discuss, please just reach out and leave a comment on our podcast. Um, again, thank you, Stephen and Yasushi, for joining us. And thank you, listeners, for tuning in. Hopefully you've been entertained. And we shall talk next week. Ja, matane. Kyotsukite. Sayonara. Sayonara.